Welcome to The Manly Catholic. In this podcast, we will inspire, challenge, and equip all men to become the men they were created to be. Join us as we journey together to become the best versions of ourselves and strive to change our communities one man at a time. Hello all, welcome to The Manly Catholic, Father Dom Homily Edition. This will be the readings in Father Dom's homily from July 9th, 2023, the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. See, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he, a meek, and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The warrior's bow shall be banished, and he shall proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. The Responsorial Psalm. The response is, I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will extol you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is faithful in all his words and holy in all of his works. The Lord lifts up all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also, through his Spirit that dwells in you. Consequently, my brothers and sisters, we are not debtors to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia, alleluia. Now we'll kick it over to Father Dom. Again, this is the... Readings from the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time from July 9th, 2023. God bless. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, 
I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, our readings today point to one powerful thing. The ability to share in God's divine life. And our readings are tied to last weekend's readings as well, as St. Paul continues to unpack and focus on the power of baptism, our baptism. And our gospel not only begins to unpack what the Trinity is, but also a reflection on our lives when we are burdened and we are tired. Our first reading from the prophet Zechariah is a powerful reading. That's a reading we we, we use for Palm Sunday as as Jesus prepares to come into Jerusalem as, as really the king, not necessarily to sit on a golden throne with a golden crown, but to sit on the throne of the cross. And his crown is not one of gold, but one of thorns. A true king. Not one who is coming in with pomp and circumstance on a powerful horse, but one on a simple donkey full of meekness and full of humility, for there is the true power in our lives, the divine life, our spiritual life, one of humility and one of meekness. That flies in the face of our culture and society where it says we need to grasp for power and control and honor and prestige and Jesus is showing us that that's not the case. The first reading from Zechariah takes place at the time where the Babylonian Empire has been conquered by the Persians. King Cyrus of the Persian Empire has released all the Jews, and now it's about the year 520 B.C., and they're heading back to Jerusalem, or what remains of Jerusalem, and what remains of the temple. So Zechariah is part of that process of rebuilding the temple, the center of the Israelite people. So this is a beautiful time, a very hopeful time. Time no more of darkness and enslavement, but light and freedom. And so Zechariah sings with such joy to give glory to God. But also foretelling the coming of Jesus. Because they've seen kings of kings. They've seen the Assyrian Empire. They've seen the Babylonians and the Persians. They've seen kings who sit on golden thrones and have power and riding on horses, which represent power. They've seen war of chariots and the bow. They've seen devastation and destruction from empires conquering them. So Zechariah is calling forth the coming of Jesus, the true king of all kings, something they've been waiting for. 
So that flows very powerfully and beautifully into our second reading from St. Paul. Again, St. Paul is talking about the flesh and he's talking about the spirit. If you remember last week, St. Paul began to talk about, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body, but be afraid of that which can kill the soul. Our sin, mortal sin. St. Paul is continuing off that in our reading today. And again, he's unpacking baptism in a very powerful way again. Remember, baptism is not a choice. Baptism is necessary. What else gets rid of original sin? Nothing. Baptism. Someone, so many of us think that, well, baptism is uh, you know, just a symbol or, or, or we'll give, uh, my, I'll give my kid uh, an opportunity to choose to be baptized or not because it's his or her choice. Well, no, I, I talked about that last week and it's, it's not a choice. It's necessary. Why let your child go through life 10, 15, 16, 25 years while having mortal sin on the soul? Remember, baptism is the only thing that takes away mortal sin. Baptism is the primordial sacrament. It's the most precious gift that the church gives us. It offers us access to the rest of the sacraments to help us get from this life to the next. And so St. Paul is reminding us, don't operate in the flesh. Those who do will die. Operate in the Spirit. Those in the Spirit will live. And he's talking about baptism. For once you are plunged into the depths of the water, it's almost like a death with Christ. And when you come out of the water, not only is water a cleansing effect that washes dirt from from the skin, but also as you resurrect with Christ, the Holy Spirit is placed in your soul forever. So you're supposed to live by the Spirit. You're supposed to live by our baptism. Be proud of your baptism. Not in the sense that I'm the best, but be proud in the sense that it's a mighty gift. It's a mighty gift, and St. Paul is reminding us of that gift. And as we go into our gospel today, Jesus is praying to the Father. If you know anything about the gospel of Matthew, there's only three times where Jesus does this. The first time is in the Garden of Gethsemane. The second is when he hangs from the cross. But the first is this prayer which we hear today. Jesus teaches us how to pray. It helps unlock our baptism. Baptism is not a choice. It's necessary, and so is prayer. Prayer is not a choice. Prayer is necessary. It's like deep love. I married a couple up in Elk Rapids yesterday, and I worked with them for about six or seven months. And when they they came in, the first thing that came to my mind is they're young. They're like 20, 21 years old. And as I entered into conversation with them, I realized, wow, they're in love. And then maybe 20 minutes into conversation, I realized that they're best friends. Love is powerful. If you truly love someone, I guarantee you will carve out time to be with that person. And it's the same with Jesus. If you truly love Jesus, you will carve out time to pray with him. If you're married, pray with your wife, pray with your husband. If you have children, pray with your children. Men, you are the priest of your family. You are called to lead your family in prayer. So many couples I work with, I ask them that. The first thing I ask is, you guys pray together? All of them say no. And then I said, well, I'm not going to marry you if you don't pray together. Okay, we have six, seven, eight months to work on that. 
You have to pray together. You have to, men, you have to lead your families. You have to lead your children. You have to teach your children what it looks like to pray. Pray is not a choice. It's necessary. And if you don't know how to pray, just ask God. That in itself is a prayer. Prayer is hard. Prayer is work. Prayer comes from the word liturgy, liturgia. That's what we celebrate here when we come to Mass. Liturgy is work. Work of the people or work for the people. And prayer is work. How many of you completely dedicated your life, blood, sweat, and tears for a decade or so dedicated to school and higher education so that you can go to that good college, so that you can get that degree, so that you can get that good job, so that you can make a lot of money and so that you can retire early and then go live on an island. That's what I plan on doing. (laughs) We spend so much time working to work. And that's good, but it has to be in right order. Work won't save us. Prayer and our baptism and flourishing in God, entering sacraments ultimately will. Prayer is work. Work can sometimes be hard, but we're supposed to do it because it builds virtue. So we have to pray. But Father, I'm tired. Me too. Go to Jesus. His yoke is light. His burden is easy. He is the good teacher. He is our good Father who loves us. He will show us. He will walk with us. He will teach you, our good teacher. Cast off the heavy yoke of sin that weighs us down. Why are you tired? Why are you angry? Why are you resentful? Why don't you forgive? What are your thoughts and feelings and desires in your heart and in your mind? And ask that question, why? Why do I feel like I'm not satisfied? We live in a country of plenty. Bring those concerns to the Father. Even if you're not mouthing any words, but you do it in your heart, that's a prayer. That is a prayer in itself. So as we enter the Eucharist today, what a deep prayer that is. Let us continue to give Jesus our heart in the Eucharist. Let us receive his body, his blood, his soul, and divinity. And let us ask him to give us the strength to pray. And if we're tired, let's come to him today. And say, Lord, take off my heavy yoke. And Lord, I allow you to place your yoke that is light and easy to carry upon me because you will lead me, you will guide me. You are the good teacher. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Manly Catholic. If you have not already done so, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. It will also help grow the show and reach as many men as possible. We truly think this podcast can change families and help men to change the world. Thank you again so much for tuning in and God bless you.